When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Rodcast with Rod Babers and Patrick Davis. To the Rodcast, I am your co-host, Rod Babers, lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers, along with my man, Patrick Davis. And, of course, we are happy to call it a Friday edition of the Rodcast, which makes it a freak flag, feel good, fake it till you make it. Ric Flair, woo, 5-1-2 Friday edition of the Rodcast. And 5-1-2 Friday means my man, Patrick, uh, playing jams from local bands and artists that you may have a chance to enjoy uh, coming up this weekend. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Extreme Heat. They're playing Saturday at the Elephant Room. Extreme Heat, a staple of Austin music for what, 40 years now, something like that. Been around oh, for a while. And uh, I know nice. they probably wouldn't like me telling that long, but they that's it's been a while. <laughs> They've been a staple of Austin music here in town. Hey man, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's a it's longevity, man. I like that longevity. It means that means that they offering a product that people want. Um, so we appreciate my man Patrick working hard for us on a five one two Friday, letting you know, giving a you know, showing some love to the uh, local bands and artists, but also giving you the inside info where you can catch some of these fantastically talented individuals. All right, we got a lot to get into. Uh, Patrick just introduced his big fat poll of the day, so we're gonna change things up. In my rant, I was going to uh, do uh, kind of a, a a broad topic about the NFL and some of the rule changes, and also some of the macro factors that could be affecting the draft stock of the Texas players coming out. We'll table that because now he's got me inspired by this uh, conversation about athletic freaks. We're talking about the NFL Combine. We're in the midst of it. Uh, Byron Murphy, speaking of those freaks, uh, he was one of the freaks at that freak show of the NFL Combine and he showed out. We'll talk about uh, his performance. Uh, We'll talk about Tavondre Sweat, Jalen Ford. Today you got the DBs and the tight end so JT Sanders uh, has a chance to make himself a lot of money today. We'll talk about that coming up as well uh, but the big fat poll of the day Patrick it was a, a great question you threw out there especially with our minds on you know freaks yeah. and athleticism and 40 yard dashes and vertical jumps and bench press uh, give the people a little review of the big fat poll of the day it is who is the greatest athlete greatest freak athlete you have ever seen uh, you can throw in live you can throw it on TV if you ever watch but who is the greatest freak athlete you've ever seen and we we said we could throw in it could be that their their size makes them a freak that they can do it or just somebody with a, a insane level of athleticism that can you know move their body around at speeds 
and at levels that normal men could only dream of. You got a lot of people on the Specs text line that are answering this. How many people have listed Olympians? Like oh, I don't know. Who, that not I mean, if you take this, Yeah, if you take out the dream team and, <laughs> and basketball right? Olympians, not not a ton, but you're right. Like Jim right? Thorpe is probably one of the guys you could say was probably there one of the go. guys. But I don't know how many of you ever saw him. That's true. Yeah, I guess you had to be a historian to think about the great Jim yeah. the late great Jim Thorpe. I know him because I'm a DB and the the, the award <laughs> given for the best DB yes. in the country is the Jim Thorpe Award. So I know all about Jim Thorpe. But you're right. It's just interesting that you know, Olymp- Olympic athletes don't jump to our mind initially when we think about all-time great athletes. We think about the athletes we see more of, which are the athletes that play in the, the major sports that we watch. Uh, those are considered our great athletes. It's interesting, though, that nobody really brings up Olympians or no, anything like, like that. No, we, we didn't even talk about, like, a man, Mark Henry. And yes, Mark Henry exactly. is where you look at him and his strength, even though you go, you can work out all day long. There's stuff that I remember watching him on wrestling back in the day where there's a story that he – that Vince McMahon tried to prank him. They were, he had a thing where he was going to roll up a pan, like a oh, cooking man. pan, and he was going to roll it up. But it was. But they were like, "Well, we'll get him like this, the most industrial pan we can get. He won't be able to do it." And he just rolled it up real quick. It was like, "Oh God, <laughs> that was supposed, that wasn't the prop." <laughs> no, I I have seen man, I've seen him do some crazy. I I believe yeah, I saw Mark Henry pull a semi truck. Yeah. At this charity event, <laughs> and it was, it was, it was that was wild. It was wild, and it was wild. He also uh, he carries with him. He might have it or like with him all the time. I have no idea. He at this event, he had a basically dumbbell. Yeah, yeah. You seen this? Yeah, because he did it, we, no, when he did no his... human can lift it, but him. Yeah, he had it's it. It's like at... Thor's hammer. Exactly. It's like... <laughs> He had it out at the uh, the charity event he did uh, oh. last year. He had it out there, and it was one of those things. It's on the second floor, and you're like, I don't even know how you got up in the second floor. <laughs> no, he, he he will challenge you. It's like yeah. Thor's hammer. He will challenge you like, no, go try to pick it up. And you you can see big, swole dudes will go with everything they got, and they can't even move this damn thing. And yet Mark Henry will go up there and just scoop this thing up. Man, freak, freak. Like I said, some people would just build it. There are superhumans. I'm telling you all. They, they yeah. exist. I went to the NFL Combine. I saw them. I played the NFL. The superhumans exist. I, I, was a, I was a good athlete. I was a good, at, great athlete at one point. I was a great athlete in high school. I was a good athlete at Texas. When I got to the NFL, freaks. And then my athleticism went from great to good to, nah, you're an average <laughs> athlete. You, you all right. We're you talking about the that roster, potentially. Yeah, you know? we're talking about that big fish, small <laughs> pond, and all of that, and those analogies. Oh, that, is, that is when dude. you get to the Combine. And it is a it is a great uh, humbling experience for some of those guys that are going to be at the combine. It, it, it was humbling for me, and I was behind my combine experience. I guess it's the time to talk about it. I was behind Namdi Asamoa. It, it was alphabetical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Babers Asamoa started with A. Um, so I was behind him, and this dude was drafted in the first round. Just a freak, six two, long, rangy. I mean, just if God built a corner type guy. Um, even to this day, he's a baller. I think he's an actor that married Kerry Washington. So this dude just a just a just a baller. He's just winning at life. Um, and I think behind him, it pushed me. But man, he was he had a great combine too. He had one of those elite combines, and I had to go behind him every time. Oh, so that kind of distorted. I think the picture. I'm five eight coming in there behind this dude who's like six one, long wingspan and rangy. Uh, so, but he was a freak. He was one of those yeah. guys. I mean, I I saw him up close and personal. You should be we glad. They, they weren't doing the NFL Network broadcast back then because you oh, would have been man. the one. They've been showing his replay while you're still doing it. 
<laughs> you don't want that, man. That's that was Rodney. That was that would have been Rodney. That's exactly. I'm glad everybody, it was not a TV show. Everybody's in the crowd talking. They're still oohing and on. You're like, are they oohing on for me? They're like, nah, still for him. Nah, they're still talking about him, man. That that ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah, that's that was that's kind of how I felt, Patrick. I really did. I felt like that because there was a lot of hype around him, and obviously he ended up being a first round pick, so deservedly so. All right, uh, enough about my uh, shortcomings at the NFL. I, I, we got, we got some other good ones. We got some Olympians, right? Usain Bolt is an Olympian that we all can say. Oh, Michael dude. Phelps is another one that we could say. Hey, that's legit. Yeah, I mean Michael Phelps. Damn, I mean, doesn't he have like the the record for gold medals or something I, like I know that, he did at the time, but, you know, those time. things okay, could change. I can't say true. did. Can okay. I say something about Usain Bolt? Can I give you an Usain yeah, yeah, Bolt yeah. factoid? Do you remember when Usain Bolt went to, like, the uh, the NFL's fan experience? And they have this basically a little mini combine yeah, where yeah. you can run. You can do all the agility drills and you can run the 40. He ran the 40 in, in sand. And it was in, I think he ran in sweats. And he had like these little little slip on shoes. They yeah. weren't even like real real sneakers. They were like little slip ons. He ran a four two two. He just Good Lord. He just it, it was. He just went out there and ran a four two two. Speaking of freaks, he, and by the way, if I'm not mistaken, Usain Bolt. Speaking of freakish, I think he was born with like scoliosis or something. Like he was born like something was wrong with yeah. his spine when he was born. And he it basically changed because uh, a dude that big is not supposed to be able to run that fast because he's huge. He's actually a really tall guy, and apparently, like his the 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 way that his spine shaped it actually kind of helped his running style is the way they explained it because he's so tall, but he's able to stay low to the ground when he starts. It's it's That's it's crazy. freaky. Uh, you know no, what? I, we, I read it. We did get. We got it. a female here. Simone Biles, another one. That is a there good call. There you go. Call. That's another. No, good that's build. a good one. That's another good one. All right, I like the free conversation. So, matter of fact, we'll we'll get into the best forties because the forty is essentially the show. I got a rant about the forty anyway that we'll get into. Um, I think the forty is a. I think it's an overblown, overvalued data point in evaluation, yeah. especially these days. And we'll talk about why that is the case. But there is a Longhorn expected, or at least you can bet on. You know, you can bet on the forty-yard dash now, Patrick. Uh, you can There's bet on a, anything, can't you? you can bet on anything, that's true. Uh, there are. We'll give you the betting odds on who's going to run the fastest forty because there is a Longhorn that is getting a lot of love there. Before we do any of that, though, uh, let's get into our horn headlines. Horn headlines here brought to you by Top Gun Rentals. Uh, Suns outlast the Rockets last night, 110 to 105. Jalen Green puts up 34 points. Jabari Smith Jr. joins the party with 11 points and 16 rebounds, but not enough to combat Booker and Durant combining for 59 points, keeping the Suns' hot streak alive as they get a win over the Rockets, 110 to 105. And the Spurs return home after their rodeo road trip to a big win over the number two team in the West, Oklahoma City Thunder, 132 to 118. SGA puts up 31 points, but not enough to beat Victor Wembanyama, 28 points, 13 rebounds. Seven assists and five blocks. Two big threes down the stretch for Victor Wembanyama, and a block of Chet Holmgren on a step back. Again, you talk about freak athletes being able to block another seven footer on a jump shot uh, to help sta- uh, to help c- clinch the game. Uh, big win for the Spurs, one thirty two to one eighteen. Snaps a five game losing streak 
for the Spurs. Texas men's basketball is taking on Oklahoma State on Saturday, looking for back-to-back wins for the first time in over a month. Have not had back-to-back wins or back-to-back losses uh, in the month of February. See if they can get a big win over Oklahoma State on Saturday. Keep their bracketology hopes alive. Uh, Texas women's basketball doing the 10K for 10K. Last game of the season, senior night at the Moody Center, 7 p.m. on Saturday against BYU. If 10,000 tickets are sold, Vic Schaefer donating $10,000 to the Neighborhood Longhorns Foundation. So go out and support that. $9, $15 tickets. So a good chance to go out and support Texas women's basketball on Saturday nights. And Texas baseball starts off their uh, big series at Minute Maid Park. It's the Astros Foundation College Classic at Minute Maid Park. Uh, they will be taking on LSU, who's the number three team in the country, Texas State, and number nine Vanderbilt this weekend. LeBaron Johnson Jr., expected starter tonight for the Longhorns against number three LSU. Big matchup tonight for the Longhorns. And that is your Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Come enjoy food, beer, and the best deals of the year on all zero-turn mowers and steel lawn equipment in stock at both locations March 22nd and 23rd. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Rod's Rant of the Day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car. Any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Bro, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, let's talk about the main event at the NFL Combine, which is the 40-yard dash. Uh, And it still is the main event. I believe it was Gil Brandt. Uh, the uh, the great innovator Gil Gil Brandt and uh, obviously draft evaluator and scout who came up with the forty yard dash as being a major um, tool of evaluation. Um, then the twenty and the ten and they obviously time all the splits as well. Uh, Byron Murphy uh, four eight seven at the uh, at the combine in the forty yard dash third best overall really good really impressive and even Tavondre Sweats five two seven at three sixty six was pretty impressive. Jalen Ford didn't run the 40. Uh, but there is a, obviously more hype around the, the skill guys, the wide receivers and the DBs when it comes to the 40-yard dash. And there are odds on who's going to run the fastest 40. And I was actually a little surprised, and I shouldn't have been surprised, uh, that there is a Longhorn who has the second-best odds to run the fastest 40 at the NFL Combine. And it's my man Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy, uh, you can bet on it if you want to, at plus 600, (laughs) has the uh, second-best odds to run the fastest 40 at the Combine. Tyler Owens, who used to be, if I'm not mistaken, a a Texas Longhorn who transferred to Tech, who, by the way, we'll talk about this. Did you hear what he said about – I've got the audio. Oh, you got the audio? I have the audio. Oh. It's not great audio, but I've got it for you. We'll get to it later, I'm sure. Okay, all right. I'm glad you got the audio. I won't even spoil it then. We'll just get to the audio a little bit later. Oh, I heard it. He's got some – He's got some bizarre beliefs. Um, He's got that is- Lubbock education. <laughs> you know what they say? If you can't get your grades up, get your guns up. Now I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm, I kid Texas, I kid the tech, tech Raiders, <laughs> Texas Tech Red Raiders. I'm just joking. Um, but anyway, uh, getting back to the odds here. Um, apparently, yeah, Tyler Owens, he has the best odds to run the fastest forty. If yeah, obviously you're into that kind of thing, he's at uh, plus four hundred. So. This is my thing about Xavier Worthy. He won't do this, but I think he should. I think he should protest and not run the 40. Now, here's my rationale. 
Xavier Worthy has been clocked by GPS trackers as the fastest player in college football last season. He was clocked at 22.7 miles per hour. That is the that was the fastest time on record in a game for a football player in the college football season for 2023. Um, and maybe it was just ball carrier. Maybe they didn't do guys who didn't have the ball. Maybe it's, maybe it's just ball carrier. But he was still clocked as the fastest ball carrier in college football last season. That is that is documented. That is on the record. Do you know why Sark? And a lot of college coaches refuse to um, believe in 40-yard dashes at the high school level because a lot of them are exaggerated. Right? There's a lot of lore and mythology around the 40-yard dash, and there are a lot of exaggerated 40-yard dashes, especially at the high school level. So that's why Sark likes track times. He goes, I want verified track times. I want to see you know, what this guy ran in track. That's a better – to me, that's for him, a better predictor of football speed. But now we actually have a way to document and quantify football speed, right? You have these GPS trackers. You have these body monitors. Whichever way they're doing it, when they track these guys' speed in practice, they track their speed in the games. You know how fast they're actually running with pads on in a game, in game situations, why are we still running 40-yard dashes in shorts when you never run, rarely do you run 40 yards straight ahead without having to look around? Usually as a DB, when I'm running 40, I'm either, you know, I'm wrestling with a receiver. Uh, you know, I got to make a cut to stay with the receiver. I'm trying to stay with his hip or I'm looking through the receiver to the quarterback. Very rarely are you just sprinting 40 yards straight ahead. But now, Patrick, that we have actual technology to track football speed in pads with real situations. Why are we still running the 40? Trey Lance refused to do it um, a couple of years ago. He was like, no, man. He just gave them his GPS tra- uh, times for the yeah. games. He's like, no, I ran 21 miles per hour in the games. You can go look at it. And Lamar Jackson has refused to run it. Um, Kyler Murray. Now, these guys are quarterbacks, so they have more clout, and they can they can do that, but – I'm waiting one day for somebody like X-Man to say, no, y'all have my – I'm the fastest player in college football. You got it right there. I don't need to run a 40. You know what I mean? But it's not going to happen, but he should. He should protest it because it is nonsense. It's nonsense. Yeah, no, I mean it's – But it's a TV show. It is. And I get – for a man like Xavier Worthy, I'd say if you're a first-round pick, you can can protest. You can say, I'm not doing it. He's not a first-round pick yet. So, He's not. No, and I when you talk about the money's on the table, then I'd say go try and get that money because if he goes and does something astronomical and is the fastest 40 at the comp, like, because they have the odds of who's the fastest. You just talked about him. And if you have that and if he hits the fastest 40, that doesn't hurt him at all. Even if it's not, you know, the, the, but I think that that's, I, I get what you're saying because you're right. Could, it could doesn't it hurt mean anything. It could, it could hurt, hurt him. him. It could it too. Could hurt him. But you bet on yourself at that point. And, I think if you're Xavier Worthy and if there's thoughts of, well, maybe he wasn't a team player for his first couple of years, which I don't believe, but there, you know, that was a conversation that he was That's a guy true. that could have been there, that maybe he was too much ego or bravado, then those places, you know, it, you know, we know that the GMs are usually smarter than, than all the media who's going to necessarily come out and, and play up these stories. Like Caleb Williams, we're going to hear everything about him and every negative thing that he once told a teacher when he was five years old that she was ugly and that's why he shouldn't be a number one pick. So we'll get to all of that. But 
I, I think for a guy like Xavier Worthy, like if you're a first round pick, if they were saying, if they were even saying that you're the number one wide receiver out of your school, but he's not the number one wide receiver getting drafted out of his school. Right now, true. they're saying it's A.D. Mitchell. So if I'm him, I, I'm, I still have something to prove, and I want to go out there and be like, look, I, I showed you when I was in Texas, you can take the speed, and at the end of the day, my agent and everybody else is going to tell you that's the actual speed of me in pads and me running. That's with someone trying to bump me and everything else. But also, I can show you I can do this. I'm one of those freak athletes you talk about, and I'm going to make the story, and I'm going to be on the headlines. Like, and as we say, Tavondre Sweat, he, even though he didn't – set any records he was still talked about yesterday because he ran because he did all those things yeah and so if you want to be in the conversation then be in the conversation yeah no i, I agree with you. The, the nfl wants to see you compete and they want guys who have that almost arrogance about them yeah. that they'll go out there and compete anytime any place with anybody and they also want to showcase their talent but the NFL will you will be you will be penalized heavily if you don't run a 40 that you expect to run. Yeah. If, the, if, he, if he's expected to run, they got him expected to run a 42, 429, something like that. That's I didn't make that up. Uh, the 33rd, the 33rd, which is a website that covers the NFL, 32 teams. They're the 33rd yeah. team. Um, they have predictions for the 40, and I sent you these, Patrick. They got. Xavier Worthy um, as predicted to run a 4-2 potentially. So I'm not saying that he's not going to run fast. I think he's going to run fast. But what's your definition of fast and what are your expectations? Your expectations are going to hurt the evaluation. It is. The expectations I, are really high. That's why That's why you got, got Lamar, Lamar Jackson said, no, nah, y'all know I'm fast. Exactly. I'm fast. <laughs> y'all know I'm fast. But your point is, and you're right, they, they, they just want to see you compete. They yeah. just want to see you go out there and compete and then show up and be clutch in that moment and run your fastest time when all the pressure is on you, when you have to perform in, in, without the controlled environment, you know, and all those different things. Yeah, that's what the NFL it makes the, it intentionally makes the combine a pressure cooker. There's a reason you work out on the last day after you've been poked and prodded for two days in medical evaluations, after you've been pulled in every direction by the media and interviews for the teams, and then it woke you up early, and then you're going to sleep late, and then you're a little hungry because you don't leave and don't feed your property, all this kind of stuff. That, that, it's a reason you perform at the end. That's the fourth quarter. Yeah, And they want to see, after all we put you through, can you still go out there and focus and perform in the fourth quarter after we didn't, you know, we didn't run you ragged and we didn't frustrated you? And can you go out there in the fourth quarter and go, go make the clutch plays? That's what they want to see. So you're right. But I'm just arguing the player's perspective where, you, you know, there's more to lose than the game yeah. uh, for a lot of these guys. And I think for Xavier Worthy, that may be the case. But I do think he's going to run and he's going to run fast. But like I said, it's a, it's a TV show. And this is, is y'all's main event because it, it doesn't translate to football anymore like it used to. It used to translate. Now it doesn't. Can I give you the, a, a factoid about the 25 fastest receivers at the combine? Yeah. Because receiver is considered the position where the 40 is uh, valued the most in evaluations. The 25 fastest wide receivers in combine history, you know how many of them have had 1,000 yards receiving? I'm One. <sighs> One. Yeah. One. That's it. Which one is it again? 25 fastest. It is Santana Moss. That's what, the Santana Moss. Yeah, that's right. That's it. That's, yeah, yeah, it's it's a crazy, it's it's not that, I mean, look, Kadarius Tony is the perfect example of being fast and agile and 
what you can do on the field and what it doesn't matter at a certain point because Kadarius Tony can get wide open every play and he never catches the ball. And so you like you can look at that right now and go, that's a guy who athleticism, speed, agility is great, doesn't catch the ball. But at the same point, for I'll go with Xavier Worthy. The other part I'll throw in for Xavier Worthy in this, his name's W, man. He's gonna be he's the main event of the main event. That's true. He's, yeah, he gets to go. Loud. You're right. Great point. Because his name's, to, I, yeah. I don't know if there's a right. if there's a young or or somebody like that who may. Right. That's a good point. Who's going after? Yeah, but right. a Worthy seems like he's going near the end too. That he's going to see everybody else's forty time, and he may get that shot to go set the set the the standard at the end of that first run. It's not bad. Yeah, that's true. And, but that's what right. If he's motivated, it's a TV show. And <laughs> it is a t- it is a TV show. No, it's it's going to be interesting um, for Xavier Worthy because I I think he's going to run a fast time. And there are some people. I want to say Mel Kiper's latest draft. He had Xavier Worthy uh, in the first round. Yeah, um, and Mel Kiper. I, I believe he had him. If I'm not mistaken, he had him 32nd going to the Chiefs. <laughs> Yeah, if I'm not I, I, mistaken, I believe he had him going to the Chiefs. I've seen that. So. I've seen uh, – I saw one CBS Sports did one earlier this week where I think they had A.D. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy going like one and two in the second round. Oh, that would make sense too because they're, yeah. they, they're right there on the cusp of they're, being they're late right, first, yeah. early second. Um, yeah, it, the Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft, he's got Xavier Worthy 32nd overall to the Kansas City Chiefs. What a dream that would be for Xavier Worthy. Yeah. Man – that you couldn't ask for a better spot for him. Andy Reid calling your plays, uh, Patrick Mahomes your quarterback, and they got a, a void at receiver. They got a receiver issue. Oh man, you might I mean, end up just, becoming number one there. But uh, and they just they Travis just Kelsey cut Valdez Scantlin too. Oh, they just did that. Yeah, they uh, wow. a couple of days ago they let him go. So they there's even more space man. for him. for a wide receiver. They're they're definitely taking at least a wide receiver, if not two, in the draft. The question is if they take one in the first round, and if they go, I think both Texas wide receivers would be a good fit there. And they may not like the locker room, but other than <laughs> yeah. that, isn't that amazing that Clark Hunt was basically declared by his own players the worst owner in the NFL? You know, I, I'll tell you why I didn't care when I saw on social media. I looked at like the Kansas City. Uh, websites wow. that were posting that, and the responses were all like number one in Super Bowls, A plus in Super Bowls, and all of that. And you're like, man, it's your own players. Like it's this is this is not somebody else <laughs> saying this about Kansas City. This, this is, is the people that work for you. The, the, yeah, they are saying no, man, that guy's terrible. They don't but care. I think Andy Reid got an A plus. Of course, they got they got they got one of the worst grades. This, they were bottom five. Overall, yeah, they were the thirty uh, first franchise. Yeah, they were thirty first. Uh, yeah, out of all, all thirty really teams. Bad. But they got the best coach in in the game. They got the best quarterback in the game, best GM in the game, and the best defensive coordinator in in football. What matters? Yeah, they pay for what matters because they don't pay for players, guys. They don't pay for players. Think about it. They let Tyreek no. Hill go because they want to pay him. They they haven't paid they, Chris Jones yet. They're still you know, negotiating that, even though everybody's like, you got to pay Chris Jones, don't you? Think about the Patrick Mahomes deal, guys. That's a 10-year deal. They got, they got an extremely team-friendly deal with they, that. They told LeJarrius Sneed he can go look for a trade. They're, exactly. They said, don't, nah, they, we're not paying you. Guys, only five teams in the NFL since 2019 have spent less cash all right, than the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't. The, the owner is cheap, and Brett Veach, I guess he kind of follows the philosophy of the owner. He's yeah. cheap. Well, you know what? Not cheap. Frugal. Frugal. All right, there you go. Frugal. Shrewd. Brett, That's what you say when, when cheap people are successful. You call them shrewd and frugal. 
You walk in, he's right. got that Kevin Hart. He's got, well, you know, the way my checking and savings is set up, I can't, we can't afford to give you that right now. Yeah, the they, they just played paid Spags and they just paid Andy Reid. Andy Reid was like yeah. the seventh highest paid coach in the league. Yeah. I don't know what, what Kansas City is doing with all that money. And by the way, they just petitioned the city. They just threatened the city that they were going to leave if they don't approve a new stadium on taxpayer dollars. Oh, they ain't messing around in Kansas no, City, man. No. That's, the, that's, that's how the rich stay rich. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. wealthy. Stay wealthy. I say exactly, that. yes. Oh, man. Uh, okay, I know we went off the rails there a little bit, but that was fun. Okay, so <laughs> I got some sound next segment that we're going to play that is um, related to this discussion that we're having about the 40-yard dash. There, uh, there's, like I said, there's a lot of mythology about 40-yard dashes. Uh, we'll get into two of the greatest stories from the horse's mouth, from the, the players themselves, about the mythology surrounding their 40-yard dash. Uh, we'll also uh, talk about the Longhorns at the NFL Combine. We'll get into all of that and more. And more of the be- big fat poll of the day from my man Patrick about the, uh, the freakiest athletes that you've ever seen. All that and more coming back here on the Rodcast with myself, Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers, and my man Patrick Davis right here on the Horn. Broadcast on the Horn. You were expecting a sweet rain. You got hit with the hurricane. Dark clouds, heavy debris. I know what it's like to love me. Welcome back to the Rodcast. It is a 5-1-2 Friday edition of the Rodcast with uh, myself, Rod Babers, and Patrick Davis. And Patrick Davis is also the one who came up with 5-1-2 Friday. He's the idealionaire. 5-1-2 Friday is when we uh, he shows some love to the local bands and artists, uh, but also lets you know exactly uh, where you can go uh, catch these very talented folks uh, do their thing. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is David Ramirez, and he is playing Saturday at Sagebrush. Nice like that all right see yeah you can sound cool in front of all your friends act like you're <laughs> you know you know about the music scene in austin all you gotta do is listen to 512 fridays and patrick yeah. will uh, let you know what you, the, what you, the 411 is go out and support some local music on texas independence day tomorrow and enjoy yourself and if you want to go out and get some drinks enjoy some music there's some options oh, for you yeah i'm glad you reminded us about texas independence it is day texas independence day is tomorrow so Appreciate whatever that. i don't know you had to drink some beer and enjoy yeah. being a texan you just get to drink a little bit more. You probably use it as it's used to BBQ if the weather yeah. is uh, the weather's accommodating. That's about it. But uh, no doubt about it. My man Patrick always hooking you up on a five one two Friday, so we appreciate that. We were talking about the forty yard dash and how it's it's overvalued. Uh, they should still run the forties. I mean, I, I'm just saying more players should refuse to run it if their speed is not in question and Xavier Worthy's speed is not a question. But they want to see you compete, and it is a TV show, and the 40-yard dash is the main event. But there's, there's all this mythology around 40-yard um, dashes, and especially the 40-yard dashes of really great players, all-time great players. Uh, like, you take uh, Deion Sanders has one of these stories about his 40-yard dash, right? The, the story that, you know, he came out of the 40, uh, came out to the combine limousine, jumped out, ran the 40, jumped back in the limo and left. <laughs> and ran a 4-1 or something like that. Maybe that was the case, but um, I went and uh, found and scrounged up some audio of Deion Sanders himself actually discussing his combine experience and discussing 
his 40 time. And there's audio of Charlie Cashley, who was a scout at the time, who actually still had his records. He never threw away his combine records. And he's ha- he has the 40 times of Deion Sanders and reveals them at the end of this audio. So here it is. So if you've all if you've heard the mythology around Deion Sanders' combine experience, here is the truth from the horse's mouth. I went to the combine in a business suit, clean as the board of health. He wore the jewelry. He wore. He had the clothes. He even had the nice greasy Jerry curl. And I knew, without a shadow of a doubt, I was the best thing since peanut butter and jelly. Why? Because I was a shit down corner before the name was even given. He's being ranked as the best pure corner to come out of the draft since Michael Haynes. Then I gave you a bonus on fourth down that you could even quantify. Deion Sanders twists his way, finds an alley. It's going to be a touchdown, Florida State. Deion Sanders. I was the guy that was going to put butts in seats. The guy had everything. It was just a question of who was going to take him at the top of the draft and when. I wanted to go to the combine to prove everything you heard was true. What I was told is he wasn't going to run the 40. There were a number of high-rated players for a long time would not run a 40-yard dash. And in Dion's case, why do I need it? I'm fast. It was no doubt that I was going to run the 40, and I was going to break the 40 record. That's all I came for. He probably heard the whispers of people saying, well, is he really that fast? All right, I'm going to show the world that I am the fastest man on earth. Many different times I've asked Dion point blank on the air and off camera, and for many times he's been very coy. I hear he hops on a jet, and I'm assuming private jet, which in that time costs a lot of money, but hey. It's prime time. Pulls up on the scene. He said, hey, 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 limo driver. They rolled the little window down. I'll be right back. I don't even believe I stretch. You know why? Because I never seen a cheetah stretch before he go get his prey. He steps on the line, puts that hand down. Boom. And I ran. And I ran so fast. I felt like I was floating. I felt like I was kind of coming off the ground. And as I hit the finish line, I can remember saying to myself, say it because I know everybody was in disbelief. Everybody stops, takes a breath. I just wanted the first person to say four, two something, because I four, three wasn't even in the factor. All right, it was a 419, the fastest 40 time ever recorded at the combine. What did he run? He said plus or minus four, two, four, two, one. Casually timed Dion at four, two, seven at the combine? He was wrong. I heard it was faster than that, but 429 is still extremely fast. Whoever had a 429 on their clock, they should look in the mirror and slap what they see because there's no way I ran a 4-2-9. Hey, right here, sports fans. I don't care what anybody says. This is the official times from 1989. There are four times from Dion because there were four watches. 4-2-7, 4-2-7, 4-2-9, 4-3-3. Dion ran the 40, waved goodbye, and was out the door. There you go. And, yes, they did confirm that Dion got in his limo. He did not go from the limo to the private jet. He went from the limo to the hotel to do more interviews, then got on the private jet. He did <laughs> confirm that in the audio. Uh, so there you go. Dion ran a – what did he say, 427? He uh, said 427. Yeah, the 429, he said, that person should look themselves in the mirror and slap <laughs> what they see. That's a great line.
It's incredible. Dion's got so much. But then you can, you can tell how the story grew because Dion kept telling the story. Yeah. And he probably added a little bit and he got to the point where he ran. A, he went from a 427 to a 419. It's like, whoa. Uh, but there you go. That Dion ran a 427 at the combine. You know, you know what he, he told did stretch. When he told Jerry Jones that story, Jerry Jones was like, I heard he ran a 385. Exactly. <laughs> he ran a three? This and it happens to all of us, though, right? As we as we get older, we're gonna embellish, exaggerate. Them stories yeah. gonna become more and more outrageous and and wild, and that's exactly what happens to those combine stories. So there are there, there's a lot of really cool stories about forty yard dashes. My favorite is probably the Bo Jackson forty yard dash story. Um, and Bo Jackson reportedly at the combine back in the day, uh, nineteen eighty six, they claimed they claimed he ran a four one nine, and a four one two hand time. Like these are before the combine became official, official, um, and is modernized as it is today. But here's Bo Jackson. Now this this wasn't at the combine. This was, I believe, leading up to his pro experience. This is basically before uh, his last season at Auburn, before he turned pro. Here is Bo Jackson talking about his fastest. Well, I don't know if it's his fastest, but his forty yard dash, where the scouts and what the scouts clocked him at. Is it true you ran a four one two? Do you believe it? Four one three. Four one three. Oh, you're a little bit slower than I thought. Let me make this mark yes. here. <laughs> Just a microsecond slower than that. But uh, actually, I was on my way to track practice, mm-hmm. and they had to come by there. There had to be twenty to thirty guys there, and we were in inside running. And uh, the coach came and said, "Hey, Bo, um, we got a bunch of scouts here from all over the country, and we got a little." Come by here, the timing guys for the 40. Why don't you come in and run a 40 for them? Do I have to? <laughs> because I know I'm, you want me to come and run now, and I got to go run at track practice. Right. Because I practice with Harvey Glantz, who's a 76 Olympic gold medal winner from Auburn. So I, so, and I'm thinking about, I got to chase this little cat all day <laughs> and uh, come in and run a 40. So I did. And I ran my first 40. And about five yards from the finish line, I kind of like let up and just cruised through. And I ran a 4-3. Mm-hmm. And I got down there. And so my coach, as I'm walking back, my coach is walking toward me. He said, hey, why don't you run the damn 40? Get these people what they want so they can leave you alone. <laughs> 40. <laughs> so I said, all right. I, so I said, you got to open the back door because they only had about 10 to 15 yards of space for, for you to stop once you cross the line. I said, you got to open the back door because I can't stop in this distance if you want me to do it. So they raised the back door up, up open. <clears throat> and I told the guy that I was with, I said, get my bag and just go on and start walking because I'm not going to stop and I'm not coming back. I'm just going to keep on going. Dropping the mic. Yeah. So <laughs> I got down and everything was done electronically. And um, I didn't find out till after practice, after track practice, what I had run. And some of the guys that had stopwatches, they had me at a three nine or four flat with stopwatches, but the electronic timer had got me at a four one three. <laughs> he said three nine unofficially. Uh. So what's more freakish, Patrick? Bo Jackson saying he ran a four one three uh, official time, three nine unofficial. Deion Sanders running a four two seven without stretching coming out of the limo. Um, or how about this little factoid? I got one for you. At at fifty years old, Daryl Green yeah. ran a four four. 
on the record. He got they got video of it. You can go Google it right now. You go YouTube it. He went here fifty. I'm forty three right now. I probably you know what Tavondre Sweat might get me. It 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 might be tight. Oh. Like honestly, I, I hope I can beat Tavondre at this point. But fifty years old, Daryl Green ran a four four. What's what's more freakish? I mean. Honestly, there's less 50-year-olds that can run under five <laughs> than there are. And I know there's just less humans, but but football athletes, like guys who can take a hit and run that way, there's at least people that can run that fast. Like we said, Usain Bolt can run that fast. There's guys who can yes. sprint that fast. Yes. But at 50 years old, I don't know how many people could even run that. Like, especially amazing. And then after playing football. Exactly. Like, and not just 50, time. like you, you kept up with your body and you're a runner and you've always no. done it. No, you're like, I took abuse and yeah. I can still do this. That's crazy. He ran a low 4-4. Four, four, it was a 4-4-3. Four, four, like, Daryl, uh, at 50, you can, I said, you can go look at it. He got video evidence of it. That is what's freaky. Like I said, Usain Bolt, I did see him at the NFL fan experience just run a 4-2-2 casually with sweats on uh, without stretching. That's pretty freaky. Some people are just built different. I mean, the – Tyreek Hill ran a four two four two, so I, I like speed that actually translates to success. I mean, we can talk yeah. about John Ross and Dante Stallworth running four two two, but uh, I mean, they didn't become great players with that kind of speed. I like talking about the guys like a Jamal Charles who have elite speed, and it translates to on field productivity. And hell, man, Bo Jackson, Chris Johnson, I guess is in that category too. Uh, he ran a four two four at the combine. I, th- I still think that's like top five times at the combine that's that to me those are the freaky guys because i i'm as a db it scares the hell out of me to be on a field with a guy with speed like that that actually translates to the field yeah like that's scary. You, when you think about yes. if you just miss them hit trying to bump them at the line and you just they go around you and you're like well that's Don't. a touchdown i better hope yes. my safety is paying attention <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and by the way i think Xavier worthy does have that speed that translates it's it's scary yeah on the field. Oh, no, we, we've seen him get downfield. It's just, you know, yeah. they, they shadowed him over a lot of times. But when you get to the NFL, you know, when there's all, you know, as you talked about when you get to the comment, when you get to the NFL and there's all those guys, and so now the safeties have a harder time, and then you've got a running back come up the middle, it becomes harder to just double-team a guy like yeah. X-Man the entire game. And it, when you put him in the NFL and you don't give him a, a double and you're putting a second, you know, DB, you're not even putting your top guy on him. You know, he could he could put up some scary numbers, especially if he gets on the right team. Yeah. That's why I said, if you, you're fast, you're just fast. I mean, you, you probably – oh, even as an older man, you're probably still fast if you were that fast uh, in your in your prime. So, there you go. A couple of notorious, infamous 40-yard dash stories uh, this weekend. Xavier Worthy has a chance, <clears throat> at least some people believe, to run the fastest 40-yard dash at the combine. If he does, he's going to make himself a whole lot of money um, in the NFL draft. All right, we come back. We'll get into uh, what the facts. We got some facts and some stats that we'll share with you guys on the other side. We'll get back to combine discussion, talk about Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, Jalen Ford, and what those guys uh, achieved at the combine yesterday. And we'll also get into, I believe, JT Sanders, tight ends and DBs. We'll be doing on-field drills today. We'll get into uh, JT Sanders and what he needs to do at the combine to increase his draft stock all of that and more when we return this is the rodcast uh featuring me rod babers and my man patrick davis right here on the horn the rodcast with rod babers and patrick davis working daily to keep coach steven away with all due respect what the facts 
Statistics. Statistics. I'm staying facts, 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 facts. When I'm go ahead and check the stats, yeah. Numbers going, it's a fact, yeah. Go ahead and check the stats. Yeah, the lights that's facts. Statistics. All right, time for What the Facts. Uh, we throw in all types of facts and stats uh, from all around the sports world. Sometimes they're not even from the sports world. Sometimes uh, they're just random factoids uh, that we think you need to know. Uh, this one actually is from the sports world. How about this? Uh, the NBA oh, got a lot of factoids from the NBA. I feel like we can do one of these about Wimby every day. I mean, Wimby, That's... there's so many freaky Wimby stats. I'm mean, I'll throw one out there because I just I, they, they stockpile every damn day. It seems like there's a new one. Um, but how about this one? Only two players have made more than 103 pointers in 2024. Steph huh? and Dante DiVincenzo. No other player in the NBA has more than 89 made three pointers. That was not that was as of yesterday. But how about that? That's that's surprising. That's a surprising, that surprising number. Yeah. Yeah, because the teams are hitting more, so maybe it's just more guys. They're just dividing it up. Yeah, no, I would. Yeah, you wouldn't guys. have thought that they would have both. Yeah, that you would have been able to come out there. And Steph's not surprising that he has the green light. DiVincenzo's a little bit more surprising that he gets that green light. And you maybe think that like a guy like Joe Ingles or somebody like that, like a guy who's just a three point shooter, and that's kind of all they do, might be in there. Yeah. But I guess you know you don't get the green light, and you got to spread the ball around. Now that you know, it's harder and harder to get a basketball team where. You know, you can have guys that just aren't scorers anymore because yeah. everybody helps off of them. That's so you, you need to have guys that can score everywhere. So, you know, they teach them how to shoot threes now. It's what they're trying to do with Dylan Mitchell. Yes, that's a great point. I like that. That's a nice little connection. Uh, how about this one? You're an NBA guy. NBA over-unders uh, this season. After the All-Star break, uh, 73% to the under. How about that? Yeah. The so- average – it's the unders hitting at a seventy three percent rate since the All Star break. That is freaky. What what's going on? Are a team's playing defense now to to gear up for the playoffs. And now look, there there is this overwhelming thought that teams don't play any defense, and it's always funny because you're like, no, no, watch the teams that don't play defense. Like the Suns don't play a lot of defense. That's why they're not in the top four teams in the West right now. They have all the offensive firepower in the world, but. It doesn't mean like you still have to be able to stop teams. Now there's guys on every team. Like so, we used to say there used to be guys who couldn't play offense. Now everyone has to be able to play offense. But you can have guys that don't play defense. But you have to have guys that play defense on your teams. You have to have someone protecting the paint. It's why the the Mavs just traded uh, for two guys that have linked and ability to play a little bit inside and drafted Derek Lively because they were getting killed in the paint every time. Spurs getting killed in the paint are going to try and correct that in the offseason. Like you have to do the the Rockets, another team, they're getting killed in the paint. You have to correct that. But I I think in reality – I, I that number I think will come back up a little bit as time goes on. I think a lot of those teams, you take that break, you you know the people rested over All Star Weekend, basically had a week off, and you get out of rhythm, you get out of it. You know, I'm sure a lot of those guys didn't touch a basketball for a week. You know, not the All Stars, but the rest of the guys on the team. That's a good point. Yeah. And you know, we saw the Spurs come back out and they were playing awful on the rest of that rodeo road trip. I think that there's just numbers that they were basing it off of what happened the rest of the season. Some of those guys came out All Star Weekend and were enjoying themselves and came back a little bit rustier because you were you by the end of the you know going into All Star break you're full rhythm. You've been playing. You're playing every day, every other day. You're practicing on the days off. There's no break in it. You get your shot going. Then you take a week off of it. 
maybe that shot's just a little bit off. Those percentages, I've seen a lot of percentages drop a lot more in the last, like we talked about that Rockets game last night. They shot 33% in that game. They had every chance to win that. They shot 33%. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, Spurs got the win, though. Uh, yes. It looked like they, they were in trouble at first. They had a double-digit lead, and they uh, let them That end of the third quarter was brutal. <laughs> Is in that the, what happened? In the end of the third quarter, it was like a 13-4 run for Oklahoma City Ooh. at the end of the third quarter to push back into it. Uh, basically, they, they get a, the Spurs get a decent call, and you get one of those ball-don't-lie moments where the ball was out on the Spurs, but they gave it back to the Spurs anyway. They throw the inbound pass. Picked off, run back down, and it's an and one, and it just piled on from there. Uh, but yes. they were able to fight back in that game and then uh, down the stretch. And man, it was, you, you would not have known that that was a last, like, bottom three team in the NBA. So fans were going nuts. The, the Spurs are freaking out because when you have Wimby, he wants to win. Yeah, and he's, he a, you know, he's a very competitive person. So you can tell he gets down, and the whole team is just kind of around him, like feeding off this energy of a guy's like, please let me get away. <laughs> I went to All Star <laughs> yeah, Weekend and no one cared, and I didn't get that right. at all. And yeah, I it's, mean, Wimby is, but he is, a, he is a show. I mean, I'll give you a little stat, little factoid about Wimby uh, before we get out of here. Um, how about this? Wimby has surpassed one billion video views across NBA social media platforms. Uh, because he does all these freaky yeah. highlight real things that would just be, you know, routine for any other NBA player. But when you see somebody do it with that frame and he's doing freaky stuff that you just don't see uh, because he's got that kind of frame. When you see a Wimby highlight, you look at it a couple of times. Yeah. Like I, told make- you, <laughs> I, I told you that block on Chad Holmgren. And the reason I bring it up is because it's not a block of, oh, he blocked a seven footer and like he got a lot of air and tipped the ball. Yeah. He fully palmed the basketball <laughs> In Chet Holmgren's hand, Chet Holmgren hit the ground because he was like, what just happened? And they come back the other way, and he hits a three on the other side. But it's like the block, he basically hits a three, comes back down, blocks Chet Holmgren, and they come back down and score again. You're like, what a sequence. Yeah. No, I've seen a couple of those. Remember you had the Space Jam moment? Do you remember yes. that? Where he does yeah. like the Space Jam move? He's had a few. Like, he's had a few oh. this season where he takes off, and from where he takes off, you're like, oh, well, that's, a, like, that's, that's not even a layup. That's a push shot. <laughs> And then he's dunking it and getting in. It's crazy. Totally agree. Uh, all right, there you go. Uh, I got other Wimby stats I can give to you. I'll just save those for later on. He's got a bunch of – all right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll get into uh, all the big stories. We'll review Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat, Jalen Ford's combine performance, and look forward to uh, JT Sanders today. All that more, this is the Rodcast with my man Patrick Davis. I'm Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers right here on The Horn.